Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Friday the 15th of December. I'm Adam Leventhal. On today's show, Graham Potter to Manchester United. Could it happen? They were interested in Potter as a potential candidate for the the Nice job. Perhaps that interest is there. It's one of the subplots ahead of the big game of the weekend as United visit Anfield. You'd like to think that uh, Liverpool will come out absolutely all guns blazing. Liverpool prepared with defeat in Europe, but it was a successful night's work for the other Premier League teams. Nicolo Zaniolo off the mark in an Aston Villa shirt. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Adam Leventhal. OK, before we get stuck into Liverpool-Manchester United, to Thursday night's European group stage climax... And played in nicely. Oh, and Keller has been beaten. What a strike that is from Cameron Puertas. Union Saint-Gilwas lead Liverpool for the second time in the game. In the Europa League, Liverpool were already through top of Group E, but they lost 2-1 against Royal Union Saint-Gilwas. More on Jurgen Klopp's men to come a little bit later on. West Ham beat Freiburg to top Group A. Meanwhile, Kudus and Alvarez securing the 2-0 win. Jared Bowen, Edson Alvarez for 2-0, takes it beautifully. And that should see West Ham win Group A. There was a late winner for Brighton. It's a clever ball from Gross. Here is Jean Pedro! He has done it again. And Brighton, who always score, have scored here in the nick of time. João Pedro's goal won the game against Marseille, so they topped Group B. Dramatic 3-2 wins for Rangers at Real Betis. Back in by Goldson, it's loose. Oh, it's there for Rangers. Kimo Roof, they're in front for a third time. Quite extraordinary. And Villarreal in Rennes saw them through as group winners too. By Leverkusen, they cruised through 100%, finishing by cleaning up Mulder 5-1. Mourinho's Roma, though, second to Slavia Prague in Group G. They will face a Champions League dropout to advance. In the Conference League, Aston Villa, who could go top of the Premier League this weekend, won Group E after a one-all draw at Zerinsky. The draws for the next phase of the three European competitions take place on Monday. So now to the big Premier League game of the weekend. Liverpool against Manchester United at Anfield on Sunday afternoon. It's live on Sky Sports in the UK at 4.30. That's 11.30 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Let's start with the visitors. Another bad week for them. Defeats to Bournemouth and Bayern Munich, so no European football. And sixth in the table, six points off fourth. Mark Critchley can analyse the situation for us. We've seen previous United managers sacked after a Liverpool loss in the past. Could this be it for Eric Ten Hag? Sunday is actually the fifth anniversary of Jose Mourinho's dismissal as United manager, which came after a 3-1 defeat at Anfield. I think 
the situation five years on from that is very different though. United is a club that at the very top is in transition and there simply perhaps isn't the people uh, with the authority to make that kind of major decision at the moment. Um, look, we're all expecting Ineos to have this their 25% investment to be to be ratified, to be confirmed soon. We've been hearing that for a long time now, but it should be happening in the next few weeks. And until then, you've got an interim chief executive in Patrick Stewart. You've got the guy mainly responsible for appointing Ten Hag, John Murta, um, heading up a football department that is going to be restructured in the weeks and months to come. Again, nobody's really expecting a positive result for United on, on Sunday, but I think whatever the result is, you can probably expect that Eric Ten Hag will remain in a job. Okay, so there's been lots of links circulating about former Chelsea and Brighton boss Graham Potter as a possible replacement. What do you know about that? Yeah, look, um, Graham Potter's out of work. He's a very good manager, um, highly respected, highly rated. There's a lot of good, highly respected and highly rated managers out of the work at the moment. You only need to think of Zinedine Zidane, Julian Lopetegui, Antonio Conte, for example. But what I would say is, firstly, I'd refer back to my previous answer that I wouldn't expect any imminent change. And then secondly, I think even when Ineos's 25% investment is announced, you speak to people around that process and, and, and that bid, and they'll tell you that they're not going to come in and make any immediate sweeping changes. They're going to lead a full and comprehensive review of all the processes of everything that goes on at the club, and that's when they'll make the decision. It's been fairly widely reported that they were interested in Potter as a potential candidate for the, the Nice job, their league and club that they own. Perhaps that interest is there, perhaps that long-standing relationship is there. But I certainly, again, wouldn't be expecting anything imminent on that. And enough about who is or may be in the dugout in the future. What about the players on the pitch? There's worries over Maguire, Shaw and others for the game? People who were seen watching the Bayern game the other night, first of all, Harry Maguire came off just before half-time with a groin problem. He's been so important to them recently um, and, and probably one of the few United players that's been got any kind of credit for his performances. It looks like he might be missing. Luke Shaw came off at half-time, just suspected hamstring complaint. The severity of that, not quite clear yet, but he's only just come back from a, a thigh injury recently and he played something like six games in 16 days. So it's not too much of a surprise that his body's under strain and um, that he might need a bit of, just, just to sit this one out. Those are not the only two players that United are missing, obviously. Bruno Fernandes got a late yellow card against Bournemouth. It means he's suspended for this, club captain. Yes, nobody's expecting a positive result at Anfield on Sunday and perhaps some of those absentees are a bit of an excuse for that. But even if half those players were fit, even if they were all fit, you wouldn't necessarily expect United to get much of a result there at the moment, given the way that they're playing. You're listening to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. Now, last time Manchester United played at Anfield, they were hammered 7-0 in March. Salah's rolled it in. These now are crazy numbers. Liverpool now are top of the table going into the weekend. And James Pearce can preview it. The defeat in Europe we mentioned earlier on. Any bearing on Sunday? No, none whatsoever. I think it was an absolute non-event of a game in Brussels on, on Thursday evening. Liverpool had already got the job done, already won the group, already guaranteed that they wouldn't have to play European football in the new year until March, straight into the last 16 of the Europa League. So it was... It was a golden opportunity, really, for Jurgen Klopp to rest his his star names and give opportunities to young players. And um, the biggest thing for Liverpool was just to come out of it with with no fresh injury problems. And now it's you know all uh, all focus on that big game at Anfield on Sunday. 
Now, Alexis McAllister suffered an injury against Sheffield United last week. Can we expect to see him against United? Well, Jurgen Klopp certainly didn't sound very optimistic whatsoever that he would be fit for Sunday. So, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit more tricky, Klopp said, than they initially thought when he, he picked up that nasty kind of gash in his knee uh, against Sheffield United. Of course, didn't feature against Crystal Palace, didn't travel to Belgium. So he's running out of time in terms of recovering for the visit of Manchester United. And I thought it was quite telling that over in Brussels, you know, Wataro Endo, and Ibrahima Kanate both came off at half time. You know, that looked very much pre planned to me. 45 minutes under their belt and then, you know, wrap them in cotton wool at the head of the weekend because I think, I think Endo will probably be needed to, to start in that midfield. And there's going to be 7,000 more fans at Anfield. Explain all, James. Yeah, well, I think, you know, you're, you're guaranteed an absolute cauldron whenever Manchester United come. To Anfield, but it, it does add an extra dimension to it. This is going to be Anfield's biggest crowd for for over half a century, and and of course, you know the as people know, the Anfield Road stand redevelopment has been plagued by delays and issues, and you know the contractor went into administration earlier on in the season. Fifty seven thousand, seven thousand more fans in there than there have been for games so far this season, and and of course, you know the dynamic in this fixture has really shifted. In, in in the last few years, you know, when Klopp came in, Liverpool's record at home to Manchester United was pretty poor. Now you look at it and United haven't won at Anfield in their last eight attempts in all competitions. They haven't even scored in seven of those. And yeah, when you consider that, you know, they've they, they were able to give Alisson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Van Dijk, Kostas Simicus, Zaboslai, you know, people like this, Salah, Diaz, they all had the night off. You'd like to think that uh, Liverpool will come out absolutely all guns blazing when United come to town on Sunday. OK, elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, it starts with Nottingham Forest Spurs. That's the Friday night football with Steve Cooper still under pressure at the City ground. On Saturday at three o'clock, Manchester City fourth and four points off the top welcome Crystal Palace. Newcastle now concentrating on the league like Manchester United after their Euro exit will try to stop Fulham scoring five for the third game in a row. Chelsea down in 12th and closer to the relegation zone than the top five take on bottom side Sheffield United. Bournemouth go for a fifth win in six against Luton, while the evening game is the Deich Derby. Burnley welcome their old boss and Everton. Then before Liverpool-Manchester United on Sunday, three 2pms. Villa, as we mentioned, might go top if they win at Brentford, depending on what happens with Arsenal-Brighton at the same time. Less riding on 9th against 13th, that's West Ham and Wolves. To the top games in the other big Euro leagues in France, leaders PSG take on fourth place Lille. In Germany, the leaders Leverkusen against seventh place Eintracht Frankfurt is important, but second place third Bayern against Stuttgart, and that is the pick. In Italy, Juve could go top if they beat Genoa tonight, with leaders Inter Lazio on Sunday. And in Spain, it's a similar story. If Real Madrid beat Villarreal on Sunday, they will go top before leaders Girona go to Alaves on Monday. That's it for today's Daily Football Briefing. This has been Adam Leventhal, supported by producer Mike Zimmerman and exec producer Ian McIntosh. A subscribe, a follow and a comment would be much appreciated. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. The Athletic.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.